Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Ah! Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Zero Garcia. And I am Dave Summers. And tonight we are supposed to be joining with us two special guests from Farpoint. We'll see if they actually... Uh, join us here in just a second. I know, I know. But, but anyways, before that, uh, it's been a while since some of us have been together. We should we should catch up a little bit to find out what's going on in our sci-fi worlds, and then we'll eventually we'll talk about Farpoint coming down the pike. I guess a little under a month away. And, uh, it's a con that's near and dear to our heart that we've been to many many times. We look forward to. Uh, Going there and uh, going there and visiting, maybe what is a little bit more tentative of con this year, but nonetheless, still a con at least at this point. But so, uh, yeah, who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us about what's going on in their sci fi world? I don't mind starting. Um, I am enjoying Superman and Lois uh, on the, the CW channel, as well as catching Legends and a 4400. Um, also enjoying uh, Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus. Enjoying Prodigy on um, uh, the Par- Paramount Network. Um, I'm still watching Be Foreigners on uh, HBO Max. Uh, it's a show made in Nor- Norway. I-, I think I could see them bringing it here in some form, but the premise is uh, these time warps have opened up in like some of the waters of Norway. And so people from three different uh, time periods have kind of, em- you know, forcefully emigrated to our present from the uh, Stone Age, uh, the, the the age of the Vikings and people from the 19th century. And it's been 15 years since the f- it started happening. So these people have immigrated and, but it's an interesting clash of worldviews. And, um, and so um, join that. Uh, watching Young Justice. Um, I am currently reading a time travel novel called uh, The Time Revolution um, by uh, uh, Kim McGee. And on my radar, uh, the, the first episode of season two of Resident Alien has dropped. I, I'm looking forward to watching that. And I'm about, and I, I, I'm going to start watching Hawkeye. I, I, it's been on, on the shelf for a little while, but I want to pick up on that, especially after a conversation we had last time. Mm-hmm. Definitely good. Definitely good. Uh, Em, how about you? Um, not a lot going on in my sci-fi world. Uh, enjoying Boba Fett very, very much. Um, I recently watched all of, oh, now I'm forgetting. It's one of those young adult dystopian sci-fi kind of things, uh, where they're all in Chicago and it turns out to be an experiment. Insurrection. Insurrection. There's a trio of movies, and it was 
recently super cheap to buy them. Like it was five bucks for all three for a digital copy. And it was, I, I'd forgotten how neat, how interesting it was. And I actually think I want to read the books now. Um, but you know, your mileage may vary with the, that kind of world. Um, cause it, to me, it just seems like hunger games light, but still very enjoyable. Um, uh, watching star Trek, um and i'm waiting discovery's on its mid-season break yes yes okay so waiting for that um i saw the 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 show you were talking about at hbo max miles Mm -hmm. i watched the trailer and i was too tired to to sit and read all of the captions but it does look really cool so i'm gonna wait for i'm gonna watch them on like a saturday or a sunday morning when i'm a little more cogent and ready to to pay a lot of attention um as i prefer to do with foreign films and tv shows that looks really cool uh just like randomly people are just time warping to now from hundreds of years ago and they have to stay there's really no going back. And I, I've, I found that really fascinating. So I'm, I am looking forward. It's on my to-do list. Cool. Uh, and then I found out was confirmed today that the, the Joko cruise, my nerd cruise is definitely on. So in a month I will be on a nerd. Well, in a month I will be getting a ton of COVID tests <laughs> and then leave uh, for the cruise with a bunch of nerds, which is always fun. Cool. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Dave, how about you? Uh, loving Book of Boba Fett. That is my weekly thing I look forward to now. Um, I just... Oh, I started Prodigy today since I was home. Really caught up. I don't know if I caught up to with it or not, but I got a couple more episodes in. And it, it's it's growing on me growing on me a lot. Um, Dave, did you see the episode where they had the holograms of... Um, yeah, for the Kobayashi Maru scenario? Yeah, yeah. You kept running over. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, it, it's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, Prodigy, I started listening to the first book, uh, the first Star Trek Coda book. I'm at the very very beginning of it haven't gotten too far into it but uh looking forward to keep going with that one um i had replaced the hard drive in my playstation and then ended up picking up uh the game called no man's sky it's been fun so far if you if you've never played it it's it's an interesting concept um it's a continually randomly generated galaxy so there's stuff on there that the game has been out for years that people haven't even explored yet. And it's continually growing. It's pretty neat. Kind of by yourself and, and you're going through crafting things and building things and exploring. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's really been about it. Very good. Very good. For me, I've been, of course, watching the book of Boba Fett because after all, why not? Um, also watched a movie with Chris look up, um, 
which uh interesting interesting a kind of post-apocalyptic type uh, story uh, if you ever saw idiocracy that came out like 15 20 years ago it has that same sort of vein of satirical science fiction that um is unfortunately much closer to society than i care to admit um <laughs> And, yeah, and it is absolutely it's everything and fantastic. Um and uh disturbing again, disturbingly so. Um so if you didn't watch it, you definitely have to watch it. Uh finished the last book in the expanse, so I was very satisfied with the ending. Um and it was a f- the finale for the uh, series itself, and it, it ended in such a beautiful way. And then the other thing I am doing is I began reading Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring again. Um, and I have bought my second version on Audible because Andy Serkis is reading it. And after all, if you have Gullum reading a book, you might as well be, you might as well pick it up. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, I know. So it's the only reason. So now I have two copies of uh, Fellowship Uh, of the Ring. I think Fellowship of the Ring might be the only one that's out right now, but I'm like, I want to listen to him read Lord of the Rings to me. And what's funny is I listened to the other version with Kiefer and he was in the car today and I was listening to part of it. He goes, I'm kind of into this. <laughs> so Aww. I'm like, it's Smeagol reading it. But but I, anyways, so that's that. But Well, by the way, I do have Steve standing by. Are you ready to have him come in and join us? Let's do it. Let me uh, see what we got here. So. Well, welcome back. And uh, M unfortunately had to leave. She ended up in a conference call uh, last minute. So she uh, unfortunately was here at the introduction of the show, but had to bail on us right now. But but in her place, we have two highly esteemed guests joining us on our show. Uh, Steve's laughing at me, highly esteemed. But uh, but. But but uh, we are grateful to have uh, Stephen H. Wilson here with us, along with Mark Okran. And we're going to have you uh, them introduce themselves here in just a little bit. But if you've been with the show and have gone through with us for the past 12 years, you will have encountered these men. Um, Stephen was on at least once, if not two or three times, because of his involvement in Farpoint. And Mark, I know we sat down and interviewed him in his hotel room one year about his invention of the Klingon language, and because uh, he is a linguist at heart. So don't want to spoil the thunder too much, but welcome, guys, to the show. We're happy you're here with us at the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Great, thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be back, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Steve, why don't we have you uh, start first? Tell us a little bit about who you are, um, your involvement in the world of sci-fi, and um, we don't want to go too far into Farpoint, but maybe your involvement in the Farpoint as well. Sure. I'll, I'll try to do the, the, the capsule biography. As you said, my name's uh, Steve Wilson. I have been living and breathing sci-fi for 56 years. Um, I have been active in science fiction fandom for 40 years. Yes, 40 years this year. No, 41 years this year. Oh, my God. And um, <clears throat> I have uh, written comic books. I have uh, interviewed for Starlog Magazine. I have uh, published books. I've been a publisher, a podcaster, uh, uh, you name it. Uh, done, done live and recorded radio theater. Uh, and I founded uh, the Farpoint Science Fiction Convention 29 years ago. Wow, 29 years! Yeah. 29 years. So awesome. Well, very good, very good. Um, 
So uh, you were, does that put you, what, 12 or 13 with your first uh, convention or fandom experience? I, I was five, yeah. Oh, you yeah. were five. Wow. <laughs> no, I was, I, I was, I just turned 15, I think, when I went to my first con. Okay, very good, very good. And what was your first con? My first con was a uh, con. <laughs> we can say now. I think that rivalry is over and done with. It was a creation con. Okay. Uh, Adam Malin and Gary uh, Berman's. I forget Gary's last name, but Adam and Gary's shows. Um, and it was uh, it was just a comic book convention in Baltimore. Um, the guests were. Um, uh, Brent Anderson and Joe Rubenstein. I think there was one other artist there, um, or writer. But yeah, they they were they were the two of the guys working on some of the really hot titles at Marvel Comics in 1981. Right. So awesome. Very good. Well, Mark, how about you? Tell us a little bit about uh, your background and your induction in the world of sci-fi. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a linguist by training, um, by profession. I guess I guess also I. You know, I studied primarily uh, American Indian languages from the West Coast, mostly from around the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, then got kind of sidetracked for a lot of years into closed captioning. I was involved with the, with the creation of closed captioning on the technical side, but in other ways. And then by a fluke of something or other, was asked to create a little bit of Vulcan dialogue for Star Trek II, the short little scene with, with, with Spock and Sabbath. And I did that. I thought that was just great. And now back to real life. You know, that, that's the end of my connection to, to Star Trek, movies and TV and everything else. But about a year and a half later, they called asked if I would create some Klingon dialogue for Star Trek 3, and things have continued along those lines ever since. Right. Right, because it, it evolved into like an entire language pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the original plan, at least in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, did you find yourself when you invented that little bit of dialogue for the Klingon, especially in Star Trek Three, that like when you had to develop the language further, you were like, okay, I gotta adhere to the rules I first developed. Is that kind of? <laughs> yeah, well, for Star Trek, for, for Klingon, for Star Trek, there's a little bit of Klingon in Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Right. Nothing in the original series. They they mention there's a language, so we know there's a language. They call it Klingonese. Um, <laughs> we don't hear it. At all, right? The very, very beginning of, of the motion picture is the Klingons right. until they get zapped, and then they're not in the movie anymore. Uh, and there's maybe six lines, maybe eight lines. So I had to adhere to that, at least, at least in terms of part of them. Right. But the, the people who made that up were mainly two guys. One of the producers named John Polville, and one of the actors named Jimmy Dewey. They made up that, um, but and they play a lot of the Well, very good. Well, we're glad you guys are with us here tonight just to talk uh, 
a little bit about what's coming down the pike for us. I know that we are planning, at least at this point, of showing up at Farpoint. Um, uh, Miles, Dave, did you guys want to get us the ball rolling to talk a little bit about uh, Farpoint this year with these guys and what we have coming down and what we're looking forward to? Yeah. This will be my third Farpoint. Um, obviously, last year could have been, but we all know how that went. <laughs> right. Um, really looking forward to it, and it's been, it was a uh, for the last couple of days there. It was a, a a couple times a day refreshing the page to see who the next guest announced was going to be, <laughs> and. Boy, to my wonderful joy and amusement, the uh, they announced Scott Grimes would be coming. Um, yeah, it, it, that 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 was really really exciting. I, I love his watching him on the Orville, and uh, it's going to be cool to see him see him in person there. Um, what all else do you guys have? Uh, do we have lined up? that we can expect coming down this year uh, at far point. Um, well, we're, we are finalizing the schedule. Um, we have had because of, because of the pandemic and because we're still kind of surfing the, what we're told is that Omicron has peaked, but we're still very much in the thick of, of a lot of people getting sick. So um, we have, we've had to do a lot of schedule juggling because people are either saying I'm going to attend virtually uh, or I'm going to do programming virtually, um, or they're just saying, I, I can't make it work this year. So, um, but we still have uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers is uh, is coming from Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, we're excited about that. Uh, we did, as you mentioned, we had to to uh, to drop uh, Brent Spiner from the list, and that was because of the, the uh, slightly disrupted filming schedule for Star Trek Picard. He had to stay in, in uh, California. I guess we can forgive him for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll forgive him. For yeah, that. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, another yeah, bring, bring on Picard. Uh, you know, so, oh, so um, he's in Picard. Got it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you watch the trailer, yeah, man. Yes, come on, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, Brent. Brent, unfortunately, uh, that was his. Uh, Sean Gunn, who has been booked for over two years now to come to Far, <laughs> and he's still booked. He's still coming next year. Um, Sean had to drop because uh, Disney actually said, uh, we're giving you a hard date when you can start doing convention appearances again. And it was after Farpoint. Oh. So, uh, yeah, because of COVID, they didn't want to risk their talent. Uh, and they just said, hard and fast, you're not doing conventions until this date. And it was it was either in March or April uh, that, that Sean And you were like, I can't shift par- Farpoint back that far. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we actually discussed that was one of the options we talked about uh, uh, oh, not, wow. not for Sean's sake but because of um, the issues with, with COVID and right. wanting to distance ourselves more from the, the winter outbreak um, unfortunately the only weekends we could get um, in our facility in the Delta by Marriott were, were, were so close to Balticon's weekend right. that we're just like no nah, we can't do that right that's not good for either con if you do something like that. Right. It's almost so, it's too close to Balticon. Then you can't go later because then you run into like shore leave, right? 
That's how it becomes exactly. a... And we do have to do this at Delta Vibarian because we have a contract with them. Right. And unless, and that's binding on both of us, unless uh, Governor Larry Hogan, Maryland's governor, were to say, I'm, I'm extending and enlarging this state of emergency, no one has an out. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're, we have to move forward uh, from the convention perspective, from the hotel perspective. Um, so, yeah, we've got, uh, so we've still got our, our celebrities coming. We've got, uh, we added Timothy Zahn. Right. Uh, Tim's yes. a uh, Tim's a hell of a guy. He's a great oh, guy. Yeah, he is. Definitely. And, is. Um, um, we've got. I can't drop another name yet. We've got one other possible, uh, uh, pretty big name author that that might decide. Um, just depending on his schedule. So okay, good. So Dave, you're going to have to keep refreshing that page to find out. <laughs> I, I well, I had Timothy Zahn. He got Mark. I mean, I, I'm 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 good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> virtual front, you asked me, you know, you, you mentioned what we might be, what the virtual opportunities would be. So um, we're in a hotel and unfortunately hotels are not always, and I'm not knocking Delta by Marriott because they're amazing, um, but hotels, because they're older facilities are not always up to the, the peak of virtualization. Right. So we're trying to figure out bandwidth issues right now. Um, how much bandwidth do we have to, to, to bring guests in, how much bandwidth do we have to to push programming out? Right. Um, and and does programming going out mean live hosted Zoom sessions, or does it mean a YouTube channel the weekend after? Uh, we're weighing all of that right now, and right. a lot of it's coming down to bandwidth. Um, um, some of our some of our our bigger names that cannot attend because of the COVID issues. Um, are going we're, we're guaranteed are going to be there virtually so like uh the the bob and howie show bob right. greenberg and Howard weinstein um howie told us months ago i'm 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 i can't risk this and so right. we said problem we're and, and so then bob made his decision more recently but they're committed we're gonna be there but it's gonna be like we're talking right now it's right. gonna be over the right. yeah right well, you, you know, you do what you got to do when you uh, when you're in the midst of a pandemic, and you know everyone's at different places as far as where they feel safe wise, and uh, you, know, you just have to respect that. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, but all that being said, though, uh, I did hear, and maybe you can elaborate. Either you can elaborate in this that the con has put into place um, some policies to kind of ensure those that choose to attend live at least a measure of safety. Yeah. So um, we we looked at all the, the various actions that different groups are taking. Um, we looked uh, there. Are, it seems like, you know, I've, I've been told, well, a lot of cons are doing these steps. They are checking for vaccination status. They are they are masking up. They're doing all these things. Um, of course, I'm not involved in those cons. I don't know how that's working out or how that's how that's uh, being enforced. Um, we looked at something bigger. We looked at government government conferences and trade shows and what big gatherings across the board are doing. And um, I was probably one of the loudest people saying, I can't in good conscience say that we're going to check vaccine cards and then let people walk around without masks because they're vaccinated. Right. Not with a strain of virus that has a breakthrough rate as high as Omicron. Right. Um, 
that would be that would be unsafe. That would be a disservice. So that's where we said, no, we're we're going math. Right. Um, and now some cons are doing both. Right. Uh, but the, the decision we made after we really kicked it around and consulted a lot was the the best thing to do because we're not professionals, we're not trained to check the vaccine status. We could look at a false document and never know it. Uh, we could read a document wrong or a test result wrong and, and not realize it. And I said, the easiest thing to do is look at somebody and say, do you, don't you have a mask? Right. Um, that, and I, we felt that was the safest measure. Um, and the CDC, I'm sure you've heard, has recently said that cloth masks really aren't cutting it. Right. So um, they're better than nothing. But they're not they're not right. the measure we'd like them to be. Um, so Farpoint is ordering a very large stock of KN95 masks and as many N95 masks as we can afford to buy right. so that we'll actually say not, hey, go leave here and go get a mask, but here's a mask. Right. And it it's in the case of KN95, middle grade. And for people that we're really concerned about, here's an N95 mask because we right. want to be right. So I think that's uh, that. That's probably the biggest step we're taking. We're also doing things like uh, capping um, capping uh, occupancy of the rooms, especially the smaller panel rooms. Um, we're telling people we're going to put a certain number of chairs there, and there's no there's no SRO. If there's not a chair, you cannot go in the room. Right. Right. Going to be mine. That. So um yeah, it's 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 rough. It's right. an inconvenient time right. for everybody. And we just want to make it a safe one. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, I think you're just encouraging people to cosplay. I mean, that's it. I mean, people are gonna mask <laughs> up and you know, they will be you'll have more people in costume now because of it. So I think it's a good thing. So from this end. <laughs> it, will stormtrooper helmets be acceptable best <laughs> You need to have that. Uh, you need to have that inspected. Is it an N95 stormtrooper helmet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe one on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny though. Uh, but it does change change stuff. Does so? Like, obviously, there's rooms. Uh, th- th- there's rooms that uh, limiting occupancy in the rooms is obviously very important. Um, has that changed any of the programming at all? Like, for example, I know there's uh, Friday night, there was this huge dance that happens. Is that still going on? Um, um, so that was one of the first questions. <laughs> okay. What are you doing about the dance? And, and cause I really want to cut the rug. I mean, come on, you guys have seen me dance. We have not <laughs> written a final policy on the dance yet. And of course, you know, the dance is, is probably the highest, well, the dance and karaoke, and we are still planning to do them both, but, Higher risk because if you're singing, you're projecting your voice hard, right. and that's more that's more right. chance. <laughs> right. And if you're dancing, you're sweating and you're breathing hard, and so um, and somebody asked, "Are you really going to enforce masks at the dance?" And I'm right. like, "Well, we have two choices: we enforce masks or we don't do it." Right. Uh, so um, we have not written a final policy on the dance. Then the hardest thing about the dance is. Um, some conventions have security there till the bitter end, standing, watching everybody. And Farpoint doesn't do that. We're not that well staffed. Right. So that's my concern. And we have not, we have not written our final plan there of how are we going to handle that dance? Um, who's going to be on tap to make sure the masks stay on? 
Right. Um, and, and and we may have to decide. This is a high risk activity, and we may have to make a decision about that. Right. right. Yeah. Karaoke, I'm less concerned about that. We can handle with a lot more distancing with right. the audience. Right. Former. So you can have them dance six feet apart. <laughs> you, you could do that. You could do that. <laughs> so yeah, the ten forward dance. I'm a little. <laughs> Mark's laughing at me. <laughs> so. Um. No. Like they told us in middle school, plenty of room for Jesus in there. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, no, at middle school, they'd be land, lined up around the outskirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> if, if I had to make a statement about it and, 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 and about the whole business of vaccines, the best thing that, and I, I want to drive this message home, the best thing anybody can do is get vaccinated, unless your doctor tells you a vaccine would actually be bad for you. Uh, in which case, I'd say get a second opinion. Uh, <laughs> but but everybody should be vaccinated, and that is for your personal safety. That's the best thing. Um, with with Omicron the way it is, the 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 chance of still getting infected. I've had nine family members infected in the last sixty days, mm-hmm. and and I now I've lost count of how many did it. My sons gave each other COVID. One son gave the other COVID. They're both vaccinated. Right. The first one was vaccinated when he caught it. The second one was vaccinated and caught it from his vaccinated brother. So, I mean, you know, obviously there's there's some transmission going on here. So I just want everybody to be as safe as they can. If you have the right. vaccine, you're in a much better position to fight the virus if you catch it. Right. Um, and um, so that, that's that's really where we are on this is, right. is please be vaccinated. That's more, I think. That's more important than if the other guy is vaccinated right. because you're protected. Right. You know, we don't need we don't we don't mean to make this into the uh, vaccine show. I know. <laughs> but but you know what? I think I think I, I think I think as we you know, when you talk about going to an in person con, the it, it's unfortunate, but you know, two years ago we wouldn't be you know, we weren't having this conversation. It's a uh, it's a whole new world out there and it's something that we just need to uh, you know, be concern ourselves with. I mean, two years ago, Farpoint skated in right, right, you know, at the right before it happened, right before it dropped and everything kind of shut down. And we were one of the last cons before all this, before all this became a, a, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we mentioned, you know, our major guests, you know, we're excited about the, the ones that we mentioned. Um, other than the major guests, and we talked about the dancing, the karaoke that may or may not happen, but w- what else, you know, for us coming back to Farpoint, it's been two years. What can, what can we be excited about that we haven't had in our laps for two years here? Uh, well, I think we can be excited about getting back to, to, to live programming. We can be excited about a masquerade. We don't know how big our live masquerade is going to be. Uh, we expect some downsizing. Just because people have been out of out of out of step, uh, out of the flow, um, but you know we're going to be getting back to that. We are still doing um, our opening ceremonies on Friday night. Uh, we're still doing a live uh, a live comedy performance. We've got uh, Demanda Martini doing uh, our, is our musical guest for that, uh, and Demanda has lined up I know three other musicians and is doing a concert. So we've got you know additional live entertainment. We have our full science track. I do believe it is 100% virtual. Um, it'll be, it'll entirely be on a screen. Um, 
So it's going to be kind of kind of hybrid. It's going to be different. I do expect it's going to be very much a relaxicon feel, uh, other than it's not relaxing to be walking around in masks. Right. Um, so um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a laid back. But but our our registration is good. Our dealer's room is still sold out with a waiting list. <laughs> so that's, that's good. great. That's good, yeah. Dave. Dave, you have a place to spend all your money. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been saving it up now for over a year for it. So I, yeah. I just trying to look at some stuff that uh, that uh, Cindy just sent. Cindy Woods uh, is our programming chair, and she just sent me an update on uh, what we're doing. We've got uh, an audio drama how to workshop. Um, we've got um, a Starship Magic presentation. We've got the uh, an LGBTQ youth meet and greet, which I think that's that's really important. Um, safe space uh, for a lot of our young folks. Um, we've got our full children's programming uh, track, and uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of. Will you guys still be doing? Uh, do you guys run a game room where people play like board we games? We still have a game room. The game room is the place where we are being the most vigilant um, about hand sanitizing, masking. I would imagine because um, yeah, everyone's touching everything, right? You just—I mean, that's the way that's the way games go, right? When you play them, so. Yeah, so Anne, Anne Lesnick is our game room coordinator, and um, she is very, very cautious, very safety-oriented. So I think that's going to be... And, of course, you know, we have our con suite uh, for refreshments and things, and there's going to be some adjustments. My son Christian's running that. There's going to be some adjustments for that, for, you know, for being safe and not spreading anything. Yeah. Steve, what, what will, um, like, fo- photo ops look like? I'm sure I'm sure that's going to look different with, with you know, being, being cautious about COVID. So um, we, we, we did talk to our guests about that. Um, the the uh, photo ops are, it's going to be pretty much case by case. Do you want, did you, are you comfortable taking off your mask? Um, and certainly, and I, I, I don't know specifically what Maisie or, um, or um, Scott. Oh, Scott, thank you. <laughs> That's lost so many times. <laughs> I'm going to call you Scott Brent Sean. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, changed a bunch of times. So yeah, um, we did. We did tell people masking will be at the guest discretion, whether whether masks come off for a photo op. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so we'll find that out. We have bought plexiglass shields that'll be up at the autograph tables. Okay. Uh, and remember, we don't do formal photo ops, so that's not something Farpoint does. So you're not paying three figures to mm-hmm. pose shop with a guest. If you do a photo op with them, it's a lean in and click. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 And some of them, I think in the past, they'll have a little feed to get a photo with them at the right. table, I think. So some may opt to do that sort of thing. Yes. It's very much about the guest, the guest comfort. And uh, several people have asked us that are your, are your, are your actor guests coming from, you know, most of them across the country. Are they aware of, of, everything we're like oh yeah we've been very that's in the contracts we've been very upfront with yeah. with, with all yeah. that handling yeah well very good and um and so uh what can we expect to see uh both of you doing here at the con uh steve besides you running around with your head cut off um what else i mean what 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 do you what do you i know that you're going to be probably be in the um the live uh radio drama that you typically do i know yeah um, they 
they haven't found a way to stop me. No. <laughs> so you keep bringing that. But uh, what else are you going to be doing at the con yourself? Um, and maybe are you looking forward to at the con? Oh, of course I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's 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 the first con I've been to since since the last far point. Right. So, um, it's um, the I'm not uh, since I'm running the ballroom. Uh, my wife Renee and I are we're the deputy chairs and we're the the, the operations uh, chiefs. Right. Uh, so I'm running the ballroom and coordinating tech for all the side rooms uh, with Matt Shogren, who's amazing. Um, I I'm not committing to a lot of programming. Right. Um, Makes I have sense. A, I'm doing a, a presentation panel called Robert Heinlein in 30 minutes. Okay. Just acquaint people with one of our great authors that that I admire, and. Um, and I'm doing the the Friday show, and that's pretty much that's my my programming oh, load. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't ask for signing, reading, any of the above. Right. So, and Mark, why don't why don't you uh, talk about? I want to. I've been talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm, I'm one of those virtual people. I won't actually be there. Okay. And, and waiting to see exactly how that's going to work out. Right. Is your is your plan, Mark? To uh, do you have any panels planned or anything like that that you're hoping to talk at? Well, it, uh, when, when everyone thought that everyone that everyone was going to really be there, you know, I would be doing. I don't know if panel is the right word because the panel is one. No, <laughs> just you. You're a panel of one. But uh, 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 yeah. other things, not just one. Yeah. Right, okay. Mark. I just want to say um, I know it's going back a few years, but when Discovery premiered and the first scene is is these group of Klingons speaking the Klingon language, I just thought it was very, really neat the way they did it. it there, there was just something very theatrical and how they were talking to each other. I mean, it almost looked like a stage the way they were doing it, but it was just it just. Harkened back to when General Chang said, "You haven't heard Shakespeare until you heard the original Klingon," and, and it, it just felt very Shakespearean when I saw that scene. And I just, it was beautiful. I, I mean, um, what the, what they did with with what you created. So I just wanted to. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you, but I had nothing to do with that. Right, 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 right. Well, you you created <laughs> the language, so there's that. Whatsoever. Right. You gave them the tools, <laughs> and, and they they did good work with those tools. Yeah, and and that really pleases me. I got, I right. think that pleases me more than had that, had I done it. Uh, to see what a good job they did with it. They got two people to to do the translation. Right. One right. did most of it. Robin Stewart uh, from, from Vancouver, yeah. uh, and Alan Anderson, Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, and they did a, they did a great job. The actors were really into it and study hard. Good job. It was a different kind. Of, I mean, besides the clan looking very different, it was a different kind of delivery. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, and in the, in the opening step, I thought it was kind of effective. Right. right. But I thought it looked it looked and sounded amazing. Now, do you find yourself like an English teacher does? You know, critiquing the grammar of the Klingons. Just saying. So the grammar is always very good. A little, a little more critique about when, uh, especially for very short sentences or individual words or something, the, the writers, 
not consultant. They ought to be consulting. Let's put it that way. Oh, got it. Some of them are very good. Some of, some of the stuff the writers come up with is, is very good. Yeah. Sometimes some of the stuff the writers come up with is very creative. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, is there anything, Miles, Dave, any other questions you have for these uh, these fine folks here before we uh, let them uh, we, we let them get off the call? I just want to say, um, it, it, you know, Farpoint 2020 was my last con um, and I, I missed, you know, I mean, yes, I, I love the celebrity guests. They're they're wonderful, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing people I haven't seen in a while and hanging out either um, in the con suite or getting together in these panels and just talking about the science fiction we love. I, I probably enjoyed that more than anything. So, um, you know, I, I know we were kind of we have we have to treat the whole COVID seriously. And, and but at the same time, you know, I'm really looking forward to just coming back and just um you know, just the uh, the camaraderie I, I've, I've I've enjoyed with many of these people over the last several years, and, uh, and so I'm look, looking forward to Farpoint. Yeah. Dave, any uh, final comments? Uh, Miles said it all right there. Yeah, right. It'd be nice to just get back to back to going to these events and seeing everybody and just having a blast. One last question. Will there be a Sunday buffet? Sunday buffet? Uh, it was a Saturday one. Didn't they do uh, They did one in the, the restaurant. Always had some sort of buffet happening. Oh, oh, oh. The, the hotel handles all of that. Right. I, I'm not <laughs> how they're playing things. Um, in fact, the, the Friday night banquet is uh, the last few years has been a buffet. And, and we're in talks with them about how exactly are you going to do that? Because for COVID safety. Right. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, so, um, the the hotel again. Don't want to knock them. They've been wonderful. Um, they're a little laid back about all of this, and that's been one of our challenges. Is the building itself? They're not checking vax cards. They're not right. enforcing. Um, and so it's it's um, we're being a little more vigilant than they are, and that makes it a challenge. Yeah, as it would, as it would. Yeah. Well. Um, any final words from either you or, or, or anything you want us to know? It's uh, first, I guess we should say uh, a couple things. Uh, can you just, uh, Steve or Mark, can you rehash the dates that Farpoint is happening? Because we haven't mentioned that yet, and also, um, and also the website that people can go and find out more information and maybe even order tickets for the con. Yeah, I can do that. So the dates for Farpoint. 2022 are February 25th, 26th, and 27th. Um, and the website is www.farpointcon.com. Right. I'm going to... Oh, that's the wrong... That's a side, that's a side website. I was just going to pull it up and, and make sure I had the... Um, had the dates right because right. I'm the worst person in the world to ask for dates. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, we'll get that. And you can obviously follow them also on Facebook. And I assume you guys have a Twitter and are doing all that. We do. Too, so. Yeah, we have Facebook, Facebook and Twitter, or Farpoint Convention on Facebook. Um, I forget exactly what our Twitter handle is, but but yeah, we're there. And all that's on. Yeah, 
all, all the social media, right? But yeah. um, well, yeah, well, very good. And so, um, and uh, and people at the con, do you still sell day pass? I mean, how does that work if people don't want? Let's say they just want to come for Saturday and not for Friday or Sunday. I mean, oh yeah, we we sell uh, we sell one day one day uh, admissions. Um, you can we do walk ins. We've never had to close ahead of walk in. Um, we are capping attendance this year. It's going to be lower than we normally uh, cap it, but I don't think that's going to anybody's going to trip over that. Um, so uh, because the the safe capacity of the hotel right. is still pretty high. Right. Um, so yeah, no, you can certainly walk in on a Saturday or a Sunday and say, "I just want to come for the day," and you can pay a reduced price. No, oh, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Mark, Steve, thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight, just to chat with us a little bit about. Farpoint, we look forward to seeing you. Assuming all goes well in the next uh, four weeks, here we'll be. Uh, it was less than a month away, and uh, we'll be at the con, hopefully. So, absolutely, I, either physically or virtually, we'll all be there, <laughs> well, one way or another. All right, thank you so much. Hey, man. All right, hey, hey. So uh, we're back here, and we just got done chatting with Steve H. Wilson. I don't know if the H is important to him or not, and uh, Mark Okren. And uh, we had a nice time just chatting a little bit about Farpoint. What did you guys think? It was uh, it was fun. I mean, and, you know, the fact that we have a, a con to look forward to. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, restrictions and precautions we got to take, but that's you know, that, that, that's the, that's the age we live in. So, um, but it, it, it'll still be a good time. It'll be opportunity to see old friends and, you know, um, enjoy what we enjoy. Yeah. They, they seem to put a lot of, put a lot of extra work in this year, a lot of thought, right. Try to make this thing happen. And, and that's, that's a good thing. It's right. A good thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like they're uh, trying to be as forthright. And, uh, you know, people can always go back and forth as, oh, you should be doing more. You should be doing less. And ultimately, if you're uncomfortable, I guess, don't go. And if you're, uh, if you're comfortable with it and you feel okay about it, then go. That's what it comes down to, really. But, but, well, very good. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, uh, we have a little bit of time here left at the show. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about, uh, Boba Fett? I want to talk about Boba Fett. Well, we should always talk about Boba Fett. We should, uh, or maybe not because he may come after us, but, um, (laughs) yeah, nothing would would make Dave happier. (laughs) That would be a, a honorable death. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Uh, well, you know, because of it, uh, because of the last episode, Keith and I went back and began rewatching The Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> you know, an episode of Boba Fett where Boba's not even in it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I assume you're caught up, Miles, right? I, I am. Yes. Okay, and good. Because I don't want to spoil anything. They, and if you aren't caught up, you should just tune out now because we're going to spoil the sucker. Mando, oh, yeah. Mando needs a bigger ship. I mean, um, I don't he, know he that. Needs- that Naboo cru- cruiser was just like when he, but it, when it's revealed and it's speed, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm jiving with it. I know Dave. Dave's having some issues. Dave's like actually when it, when he when I walked in and saw him the next day, he almost had a coronary because of it. But um, I do like the throwback and um, and uh, I think it's good. So they're just ugly looking. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. They're, they're just the dumbest looking things I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, at least an X-Wing has some flair, some character. Like, dude, that's some... Yeah, See, just looks... You're bothered by the aesthetics. I'm yes. bothered by... Um, the practicalness of it. I mean, where are you going to, once he catches a bounty, he needs to put him on ice and there's no room on that thing. Well, so he's bounty hunting now. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's just, he's, he's no longer a Mando, right? Yeah. And judging by the bounty he picked up at the beginning of that episode, I mean, you could easily throw a head in a bag in the back of that thing. That's not a problem. Right. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they removed, they removed the dro- droid port. So you have that area. So I mean, you just shove someone in, right? That's Grogu's cockpit. It, it is Grogu's cockpit. I did like, I did like in this episode the way they set up that he's going to look for Grogu again. Uh huh. Yes, so that was a nice but setup. I, and I think it's cool that we're going to see him. It was just great seeing Mando back, and that 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 side episode of him, you know, with, with the other Mandalorians, but. Um, we got to see what a butcher shop looks like in the Star Wars universe. Oh, right, yeah, right. Cool. Well, well, when he walks in and the Mando music plays, you're like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Right. Oh, so, yeah. last week, my, my brother uh, um, brother and I, uh, we had to go to a funeral. Uh, a relative of ours passed away. So, we, we, we traveled up the night before, and he hadn't seen uh, Boa yet. So, I we, we just uh, binge-watched least four episodes and he and he's hooked oh yeah nice you know it's gotten a little bit of uh hate in the star wars universe uh but i've been struggling like so i you know there's a few people saying oh boba talks too much all right so i get the criticism right but uh this is boba post sarlacc and i mean you kind of need to talk about that when that sort of thing happens to you um and so uh like for me that doesn't bother and i get it the uh the, the moped scooter chase scene that some people had problems with, right? I get that, but it didn't bother me in the long run. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things that this, the Boba has done for me is it's redeemed, it's redeemed the sand people to me. Uh, because the sand people were always, you know, from the get go, when you first encounter them in, in a new hope, um, you know, the very, they're very brutal, right? And then, and then you get to see them, you know, even referencing the sand people always travel signal file, right? Uh, and then you get, and then of course, what happened in the attack of clones, this is a very brutal race. But here you saw what Boba did was kind of restore humanity to them, if I can say that. Um, and so I, uh, certainly, uh, learned to appreciate the sand people because of it. And we got um, Danny Trejo and I love Danny Trejo. Come on, the ranker chief, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I I, I don't, I mean. I mean, that's what I want to see. I want to see Boba Fett riding a ranker. I mean, who doesn't want to see that? Yes. (laughs) And we get this, uh, I can't, this Wookiee character, he is just a total badass. He's not, I mean. He, he's not cute and cuddly like Chewbacca is. He's just all badass, rip, rip your arms out of their Cute socket. and cuddly Chewbacca was just a facade. <laughs> he was all Wookiee underneath. Uh-huh. So, 
I mean, we, we've got some new and interesting characters here. And it's all on Tatooine, except the last episode. But everything is just taking place, explores. I do love the fact they brought in Ringworld, like Larry Niven's Ringworld in that episode. And so you see oh, the that, yeah, that colony or that whatever. Colony, that ring colony that goes around the sun. Um, what the hell was that? I, yeah, well, so there's a there's a there's actually a book series Larry Niven wrote. If you never encountered it, a science fiction series made from the sixties or seventies called Ring World. And when I saw it and I saw the way it was hanging, I was like, it's Ring World, and they're doing it exactly the same way. And so, so. so immediately, I thought of the Halo games. Yeah, well, so uh, I guess they have that sort of thing too. Yeah. But Halo borrowed that from Larry Niven. So okay. So. Well, I've heard, you know, if if we get up to space again and we just you know want build space colonies that is a conjectural design of of a space colony as, as kind of as a ring like that and um so I, that, that's what made me thought of that just see some you know what what scientists and astronomers conject what a yeah. what, what space colony could could be I, we, and we, we don't know because we didn't see this we don't know if that's around the entire sun or it's around some other sort of sort of light source right we don't know that but we just know it's friggin huge yes yes and i know that i would not be walking on the catwalks underneath that <laughs> just saying that's why you got a jetpack that's right which i love they knock him off he comes back off with a jetpack i didn't like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I think Mando needs to take some basic fencing lessons. I mean, uh, he, he almost did cut his leg off. He did, <laughs> but it's like it's like this is a weapon that there that has synergy with the owner, which is a little bit different because he's not bad at fencing. I mean, he had that he had that you know Beskar spear right that he mm-hmm. used quite efficiently in some of the other episodes we saw in the Mandalorian, right? So, uh huh. No, the last episode was great. Was great. Um, it was. I love the appearance of Baby Yoda in it. You know, in the in the form of his little bag. <laughs> oh yeah. So. What, what did he get that thing melted down to? Make like, like some little chainmail. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost him? like there's an armor for uh, for Baby Yoda. So. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's I thought chainmail. That's what it looked like when you had that handful yeah. of. It's like, what well, are you gonna make it? Mean, the, the spear is huge, but I mean. Uh, you know, what do you, you know, what they do with the rest of it? I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit curious. You guys thought so at the end when he reveals that he's re- re- removed his helmet, he was honest with that. They said he's no longer a Mandalorian, but they don't stop him from taking the dark saber. Well, it's because no one defeated him in combat for it. Right, right. They and couldn't. he needs to be defeated in combat. So maybe at a later time. Right? Well, so this so, begs the question. Um, you know, he he earned it. I guess he and um, I for uh, Okatan. Yeah, Katie Sackoff's character. There, you know, she, she, you know, she basically ch- challenged him for it. He said, "Here, it's yours." And she said, "No, we have to fight for it." And as the last episode, of season two, and uh, I guess that's that's been. I guess it's unresolved so far. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but references to Bo-Katan, and, and it'll be interesting to see that transpire when season three hits. So. I do hope that we see a little bit more Mando coming down the pike here in Boba Fett with Boba Fett. Cause I want to see Boba Fett again. So, so it almost, it, it almost feels like the end of this episode, like season three for Mandalorian is going to pick up 
right there at that episode where he takes off to go find little baby Yoda again. Yeah, because he, he, indicates, he, he to, indicates he has a mission that yeah. he needs to do. But whether that's a mission that he tables until after Boba Fett's thing, because Boba Fett's thing seems pretty immediate. I mean, the pikes well, are pretty there. Yeah, but, well, I mean, just the way he said it, like, you'll be there, and it'll be, you know, he, he did refuse payment. So he's like, but I got something I got to take care of first. So it really depends, like, does that happen? Yeah, what uh, does see, that mean? You'll see Mando back in Boba Fett in season in season two of Boba Fett, I believe. You don't think you'll see him in season? How many more? How many see- more episodes do we have of Boba Fett? Anyone know? Not can't be many. Let's uh, Google I this. Don't. But yeah. what, 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 five episodes? Yeah, so maybe uh, six, seven, eight. I can't imagine going past eight. Yeah. <laughs> if only there was a way we could find out this information. So, if only we could the find Almighty Google. But yeah, no, thoroughly enjoying. Uh, Certainly enjoyed this, and um, so I'm very excited about everything. Everything there. I'm seeing I, seven episodes. Seven. So we have another two, right? Yeah. Um. So Wednesday, one, one more, and then one other one, and then, uh, and then we'll have to wait a little bit. Picard, I guess, was the next thing I'm looking forward to. But. March third. Yeah, so that's not too far down the pike. So, <laughs> and when does Obi Wan drop? Do we know that? That's later this year too. Yeah. So, okay, look, I've been waiting on waiting to, to because there's been so many fan made trailers. I've been like kind of shutting, <laughs> you know, shutting that out because it's like oh, until I see a official trailer, right, right. Everyone, I'm not gonna. So it, so it, so Dave, what you need to do in our chat is just continue to drop fan made trailers of Obi Wan into <laughs> uh, for Miles. Hey, Miles, I found the real trailer and do, drop it in. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to Miles. Yeah, you might. <laughs> but, uh, but. So I've been disregarding until until I until something more official yeah. pops up. Very good, very good. IMDb is saying it's coming in 2022. Well, that's uh, this year, right? That's this year. So, yep. So uh, hopefully, sounds good. All right. Well, hey, I don't have much more. Anything else you want to say about Mandalorian? I mean, I've been thoroughly enjoying the story arcs that we've had so far. Uh, his right, his sidekick, Monding, is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't get the uh, um, the hate for this show. I mean, um, you know, it's it's different than than the Mandalorian, but you, you know, we're we should expect it to be different. Right. Uh, it's it's still Star Wars. I mean, it's um, it's still in that that playground that we, we know and love so well. So and JJ didn't do it, so it's yeah, beautiful. You can't, yeah, you can't use the argument it's just Star Wars because then that redeems like all the other movies too that we hate. Uh, well, this this this, word, this one's done by John Favreau, so, so I mean, that uh, that legitimizes it right there. But it does. Light as much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh, we'll be back. I imagine we'll do one more show at least before Farpoint, and at least that's the plan. And then we will uh, we will go from there. Sounds good. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? I think that's about it. No, I think we covered it. All right. Sounds good. Well, hopefully we'll see you at Farpoint. If you're going to Farpoint, please let us know. 
But I believe that's about it. Miles, why don't you take us out of the show? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. And go bolt.